All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Timeless Podcast, where today I am going to start a uh, a series of three uh, book reviews on three timeless books um, that have that are so that are old very very old um, and have stood the test of time and have a lot of good ancient wisdom in them if you will uh, so the three books are the first one which we are going to cover right now uh, is going to be the Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. And then we will do The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And then f- lastly, the Tao Te Ching. I think that's the way it's pronounced by Lao Tzu. So a series of three books of uh, kind of ancient uh, Asian... East Asian philosophies uh, that have lots, lots of good principles in them um, that I'm not exactly sure when all these were written, but I know that they're very old. Um, They're all kind of ancient uh, uh, philosophies that, uh, but they have a lot of a lot of good principles in them that in my opinion still apply to our lives today, which is what this show is all about. So, uh, yeah, those are the three books, uh, book of five rings, the Tao Te Ching and Uh, The Art of War. So the first one, what we're going to cover today is The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. Uh, Musashi was a legendary samurai warrior in Japan. And uh, I believe, at least according to the cover or the jacket cover of the edition of the book of five rings that I have. It it was, this was written in the mid 1600s. So I don't know if that qualifies as ancient or not, but either way it's really old and from the oh, here's a uh, a quote from the kind of description on the uh, the jacket flap, and it oh it even includes a word that we use all the time here. Musashi gives timeless advice 
on defeating an adversary, throwing an opponent off guard, creating confusion, and other techniques for overpowering an assailant that will resonate with both martial artists and everyone else interested in skillfully dealing with conflict. For Musashi, the way of the martial arts was a mastery of the mind rather than simple, simply technical prowess. And it is this path, path to mastery that is the core teaching in the Book of Five Rings. So without further ado, we are going to get into some of that timeless advice. Um, and these are some of my favorite passages and selections from the Book of Five Rings. But I would definitely encourage you to go out and read the whole book. Um, it's not very long. I think it's the, the edition that I have is 113 pages. So it's not very long. You can get through it very quickly. Uh, but it has a lot of good stuff in there. So let's just get right into it um, with our first quote from the book. There are many people who, even when studying the way of the martial arts, think that these skills will not be useful in real situations. In fact, the true way of the martial arts is to train so that these skills are useful at any time and to teach these skills so that they will be useful in all things. Uh, so I want to start off with that because I think that applies to the stuff that I try to teach everybody uh, through this show. Um, I know that there are things, you know, the, the stuff we've talked about over the course of our um, journey here are... In my opinion, you know, the stuff you can learn is useful in pretty much any situation, um, especially when, you know, you, we get into books like uh, Meditations, um, among others. There are, you know, that's is its own way, if you will. And it really applies... Um, to all things, all situations, even, you know, whether we perceive them as being real situations or not, whatever it is, they apply, but you have to train them so that they're useful at any time. So you have to put them into practice all the time. And that way they will be useful in all things. All right. Next passage. For those who study my martial art, there are rules for putting it into practice. Number one, think without any dishonesty. Number two, forge yourself in the way. Number three, touch upon all of the arts. Number four, know the ways of all occupations. Number five, know the advantages and disadvantages of everything. Number six, develop a discerning eye in all matters. Number seven, understand what cannot be seen by the eye. Number eight, pay attention to even small things. And number nine, do not involve yourself with the impractical. 
Um, now let me let me go backtrack a second. So when he he refers to this whole kind of philosophy, if you will, is he calls it the way of the martial arts or just the way. And the way is capitalized. And I know, and once we talk about um, in the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, uh, he speaks of the way also. So the way, I guess you could say is kind of the, the way of doing things, the proper path, if you will, to, uh, to be on, as you navigate life. It's kind of a way of philosophy, a way of doing things. Um, but he refers many times throughout this book to the way, and that's just kind of more or less his, uh, his philosophy. So those were the nine rules for, uh, putting his martial art, which his martial art is swordsmanship, but uh, you could really take any of these and apply them to any, any way um, as you kind of make your own way through, uh, through the world. So number two, forge yourself in the way. I think that's a good one. You know, you, to me, that really means you got to, be all in, you know, you have to make the way or your way, whatever it is, however you decide to navigate uh, this thing we call life, you got to be all in, you know, you have to have a philosophy, a way of doing things, a set of principles, a way, um, and you have to make it, you know, really forge yourself in it, a make it a part of you. Understand what cannot be seen by the eye. Pay attention to even small things. Um, I like those two. You know, small pay attention to small things. Small things can add up to big things. You know, so if you get the the little things right in your life, in your daily routine, and in your work, in your relationships, in your hobbies, in whatever it is, you know, those little things stack on top of each other and can turn into big things. And number nine, I, I the last one I really like is uh, do not involve yourself with the impractical. So. For me, when I read this, I'm interpreting this as or thinking about what, what are impractical things that maybe might we might indulge in in our daily lives, like anger or frustration or impatience. Um, there's many, many different things, but those are, things like that are impractical 
in that, do they really help you accomplish your goal? Do they help you in the things you're trying to do? Are they helping you evolve? Are they helping you become a better person? I would argue no. Um, and so I would say that those are impractical things. And that's, that's going to vary, obviously, between uh, individuals. But do not, if, do not involve yourself with things that are impractical. They will distract you from the way. Okay. All right. Next passage. Uh, generally speaking, you should put your mind to these principles in this manner and train yourself in the way of the martial arts. In this way alone, if you do not take a broad field of vision towards what is true, it will be difficult to become an accomplished martial artist. So, in other words, put these things into practice. Take a broad field of vision towards what is true. So that I take to mean as just That's a tough one. I, I would say that's going to be, you know, kind of a, a broad field of vision towards what is true. That is your you know, be be open to to the way and what it can can do for you. Be open to To lots of different things, to different to different truths, and put them into practice, and then that way you can become an accomplished martial artist or an accomplished human. If you are not a martial artist, okay. All right, uh, next piece. In the way of the martial arts, do not let your frame of mind be any different from your everyday mind. In both everyday and military events, your mind should not change in the least, but it should be broad and straightforward, neither drawn too tight nor allowed to slacken even a little. Keep the mind in the exact center, not allowing it to become sidetracked. Let it sway peacefully, not allowing it to stop doing so for even a moment. So that's, and that's kind of a theme that, uh, that goes throughout this book is that there really is no difference between your, martial arts mind and your everyday mind, you know, your for him, your, or your combat frame of mind is the same as your everyday mind. Make that so that if you're, 
you know, if you're on the way, that is, you're on the way every day. Whether if you're in a military event, that this is for him, or an everyday event, your mind's not going to change. Neither drawn too tight nor allowed to slacken even a little. So neither, so not so tight or rigid that you're not open-minded, um, but not allowed to slacken so that, you know, you don't stray from the way you don't stray from your core set of principles, but you're still keeping an open mind and, and being adaptable. Keep in mind in the exact, keep the mind in the exact center, not allowing it to become sidetracked. So remaining focused in what you're trying to do, um, regardless of what you're doing. So, I mean, if you're, you know, obviously, unless you are in the military or law enforcement or something like that, you're not going to probably have any military or combat type of events. Um, but that doesn't mean that either way, your your frame of mind, your way should be your everyday mind from work to your hobbies, to your relationships to whatever else it is that you do. Your mind should not change. Your principles should not change. Your philosophy that guides you should not change. Okay. Back to the book. Do not let your mind stand still even when you are in repose, but do not let it speed up even when you are involved in quick actions. The mind should not be distracted by the body, nor, sh nor the body distracted by the mind. Be very watchful of the mind, but less so of the body. Let the mind be replete without being the least bit overloaded. So the mind the brain, our thoughts are what dictate everything. Where the mind goes, the body follows. So be very watchful of the mind, but less so of the body. I know I, that's, you know, if you, if anybody uh, runs or exercises or does, you know, anything that's tough physically, I'm sure you've experienced, you know, your, your body wants to, uh, wants to give out much long, much earlier than it's, you know, than it's capable of going. And when you tell your body to shut up and keep going, I know, at least in my experience, I found that I can always be or go beyond what I thought I could when I told my body to be quiet and uh, be more watchful of my mind, telling myself to move forward than of my body, which is telling me to rest. So, but I think that applies to a lot more things than just exercise, but that's 
that's definitely an example, at least where it, uh, where mind over matter and everything is, is very, very prevalent. All right. Do not, this is from the book. Do not let the mind become clouded inside. Keep it broad and place your wisdom in that broad place. It is very important to polish both wisdom and mind earnestly. Sharpen your wisdom. Distinguish principle and its opposite in the world. Learn the good and bad of all things. Experience the arts and accomplishments and their various ways and act in a way so that you will not be taken in by anyone. This is the heart of the wisdom of the martial arts. So when you're... When your mind becomes clouded, it's not so much, it's the, the cloud is when you you're close yourself off to other ideas, um, close it off to the world, become very rigid in your thinking. You know, maybe you, you only read things that you agree with. You only talk to people who you agree with on various different topics and your mind becomes closed off and clouded inside just by that one sort of philosophy or ideology or whatever that you think is the best way. Uh, so he's saying, don't do that. Keep it broad and place your wisdom in that broad place. So basically just be open-minded, be willing to listen to different viewpoints see different ways, learn the good and bad of all things, experience all the arts and accomplishments in their various ways. I think uh, good rule to live by there. Okay, next passage. In all things concerning the body, in the martial arts, make the everyday body the body of, for the martial arts, and the body for the martial arts the everyday body. This is essential and should be examined thoroughly. So in the same way that you should make your mind for the martial arts your everyday mind, your everyday body should be the body for the martial arts and your body for the martial arts, the everyday body. So take care of your mind, take care of your body, always be ready to go, be, uh, even if now granted again, we're not, samurai swordsmen um, or warriors. Well, some of us are. Some of us are warriors. Um, but even if you're not, you can still still make your combat body your everyday body so that you can always be ready to go whenever the time 
may call you to. Okay, next passage. If you use a technique on your opponent and it is not successful the first time, it will have no effect to attack him once more with the same move. So for that, how can we apply that to everyday life? So that I would say, you know, and this this especially I think would apply into ways of dealing with people or, you know, dealing with conflict, whether in a relationship, in a work environment, with someone you've met on the bus or train or plane or wherever. You know, don't be so rigid in your way of dealing with people uh, because obviously everybody's going to be different. So if the way you not necessarily attack an opponent, I don't even want to call it an opponent, but if you're trying to, you know, if, if a certain way doesn't work on someone, you need to bend to them rather than have them bend to you. Now, not bend and cave in and agree with them, but if you want to get your point across, you're going to have to do it in a different way. Um, this is especially true for, you know, if you're in a leadership position and you are managing or dealing with many, many different personalities, not everybody is going to be, you can't teach everybody the same way. You can't train everybody in the same way you can't, you know, different people are, are going to respond to conflict in different ways. So you need to adapt your style to them. If you want to be effective, if you don't want to be effective, then one, you probably shouldn't be listening to this and two, keep doing it your way do it the same way you get the same result. But so if it doesn't work the first, if your technique is not successful the first time, it will have no effect to attack them once more with the same move. So now we're not attacking someone in a combat sense. I don't even want to, take it to attacking someone in an argument sense. But if you're, you know, trying to debate someone or resolve a conflict or whatever it is, don't be so rigid in your, the way you try to do things, your technique, if you will, that you, if, if that technique doesn't work, then find a different one and adapt it. Okay. So this is, excuse me. This is the last, last passage I want to read. Um, and 
I think it is a good one to end on. So here it is. The journey of a thousand re, I'm not exactly sure what that means in Japanese, um, but the journey of a thousand re proceeds step by step. So think without rushing. Understanding that this is the duty of a warrior, put these practices into action. Surpass today what you were yesterday. Go beyond those of poor skill tomorrow and exceed those who are skillful later. You should do this as is written in this book and not think in a way that will let your mind become sidetracked. Therefore, no matter what kind of opponent you fight and defeat, by turning your back on this teaching, you will not be on the true way. If these principles are recalled to mind, you should be able to discern how to beat any number of opponents on your own. This being so, grasp the way of the martial arts with the strength of your knowledge of swordsmanship for many opponents or only one. See to it that you temper yourself with 1,000 days of practice and refine yourself with 10,000 days of training. So I like that passage a lot. That's probably my favorite passage in this book. Um, and I think it's just a good overall way to kind of approach all things that you do, any endeavor, especially any worthwhile endeavor, you know, anything that's going to be difficult, that's going to be a big undertaking. You know, you're going to have to do it step by step. Think without rushing. Be patient. Put your principles and practices and skills into action. Step by step. And set, you know, little goals. Don't worry that you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to climb Mount Everest just by jumping from the bottom to the top. But you can be better today than you were yesterday. You can, as he says, go beyond those of poor skill tomorrow. And if someone's better than you, good. Now you have something to work towards. And later on, if you stay on the way, you'll be able to surpass them later. And don't get sidetracked. Uh, you know, stay on the way. And, uh, and if you do get sidetracked, that's okay. That might happen, even though I know he says not to. But, it's very, but if you know the way, you can easily get back on it. And do the same thing, either if you're going up against many opponents or just one. But, and then put, put in the work. Grind. He says at the, the, very, the very last sentence, temper yourself with 1,000 days of practice and refine yourself with 10,000 days of training. So in other words, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a long time. But it's almost the, the, the thing 
that I like about this book and, and kind of talking about the way in general is the way is what matters. It's not really almost the destination. It's what matters. It's the way it's the process of improvement of having a strong mindset of making your combat mind, your everyday mind and putting these things into, uh, to practice and just improving your your mental game, your physical game, your everything. That's the way. So now, so find the way, find your way and get on it and take that beautiful journey that is the way that is life step by step and crush it. So there you have it. The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. Uh, my favorite passages from the book. Um, and I would uh, encourage everybody to go out and read it. Um, the edition I have is the translation by William Scott Wilson. Um, which is, uh, that's the one I've, that's the one I've read. I'm sure there are other translations out there that are probably good as well. Um, but anyway, go out and read it, uh, find the way and stay on the way when you know the way. You will see it in all things. That's another quote from uh, from Musashi. So I think that is a good place to end. Thank you, as always, for listening. And coming up next, we will have The Art of War by Sun Tzu. That will be the next in our series of timeless book reviews from the uh, ancient East Asian philosophies and ways so stay tuned for the art of war that will be coming up in the next episode but until then thank you as always for listening find the way Stay on the way and continue to continue to be the best version of yourself and try to refine what that is and stay on the way. Until next time, this is the Timeless Podcast. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.